0: Hey guys, and welcome to Money Talks News, the podcast. In this episode, we're talking about the dangers of debt in a rising rate environment, and how to deal with it. The Federal Reserve has now raised interest rates nine times in just the last year. The idea of higher rates is to put the brakes on the economy in order to slow inflation. All good, until somebody gets hurt. And who gets hurt by higher rates? Consumers who need to borrow, that's who. Higher rates mean higher credit card interest, car loan interest, personal loan interest, mortgage interest, and for many folks that's a big deal. In fact, higher rates can price people right out of a purchase entirely. It also means higher minimums and more difficult, more difficulty p- paying down debt. So, let's talk about what you could do to ease the pain. I'm Stacy Johnson, as usual. My co host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda.
1: Hello, Stacy. Help me get out of my credit card debt.
0: I'm helping. I'm not going to help you, but we have someone that will. <laughs> Listening in and sometimes contributing is producer, and novice investor Aaron Freeman. Hello, Aaron.
2: I got my boxing gloves on. I'm fighting inflation.
0: Fight that inflation. Today, we have a special guest with us, too. That is Matt Schultz, an industry analyst for LendingTree, Tree, an author of the forthcoming book, Ask Questions, Save Money, Make More. Hello, Matt. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me. Well, we had to shake that lending tree, and you're the one who fell out, Matt. Before we start, folks, remember, this is not financial advice, so make sure to do your own research, consult your own experts, make your own decisions before acting on anything you learn here. Okay, let us dive in. But may I begin the discussion by by saying by stating the obvious? Higher rates are awesome for people with money in the bank.
1: <laughs> rates?
0: <laughs> Actually, not for money in the bank, but people have money in T-bills, maybe.
3: Yeah, it's been a it's been a brutal year for folks with with credit card debt, but it's been great for folks who've been saving. So it's cuts both ways, I guess. Yes,
0: but so now that that, that uh, it's a gloating part of our podcast. Now let's talk about what we're really here to talk about, and that is, of course, you know, I, I just said in the intro, it, it prices some people out of a purchase having higher interest rates, which is exactly what the Fed intended to do. They want to slow down the economy. That's what they do. They make it harder for you to buy a car or a house or anything else. So this is their plan. But what do you what are we going to do about it? How how are we what are we supposed to do when debt starts eating us up, Matt?
3: Well, and of course it's easier said than done. But what you need to do and what people needed to start doing a year ago was knocking down their uh, their credit card debt to the degree that they can because it seems like the Fed raised rates every 20 minutes, and now we're at the highest uh, credit card uh, interest rates in decades. Um, the According to Fed data, the average uh, interest rate on a credit card that is accruing interest, so one that carries a balance month to month, is 20.4%, and that's the highest it's been since the fed started tracking in 1994 and it's a good 2 percentage points higher than it's ever been and the problem is when they come out with the new numbers next month it's it's only going to be higher so it's it's a really rough situation it's a, that's
0: like loan shark territory isn't it i mean really <laughs> 20% is ridiculously high
3: well it's yeah, it's it's bananas and, and to, to give you a little more context on just how unprecedented this stuff is, generally speaking, it's been thought that that thirty percent was kind of the threshold rate that credit card issuers just were never going to pass. there's, there's the few cards out there that go above that. But for the most part, no mainstream issuers, no mainstream cards, have really touched that level, except with probably right before right before Christmas, we started seeing some uh, store credit cards topping thirty percent because of all the all the rate hikes. So there are plenty of cards out there now that go over thirty percent.
0: That's astounding. Uh, let me ask you something, Matt, a, a question that probably anyone listening to this has got to be thinking. Interest rates have gone up. T-bills are paying 5% on six-month T-bills now, where they were recently. This is 20%. What the hell? Where, where is it 20%? When interest rates go up a little bit, it's 20%? I
3: mean, wh- why is that? Why is it so high? Well, it's partly it's high because they were already <laughs> fairly high before this even started. And the and the banks are certainly never going to turn down an opportunity to to raise rates. But ultimately, it's just all about the banks protecting themselves and managing their own risk. And now we're seeing, and over the last six months or so, along with rising interest rates, we're starting to see lending standards tightening, meaning that it's getting a little harder for, um, for folks to get a credit card and then you add in all the mess with silicon valley bank and that sort of thing and it's likely that it may get a little tougher before it gets easier
2: i mean is that a good thing that you know they're not just you know giving out money or giving out loans or anything like that is it, is it a good thing that they're tightening on who gets its money with with higher interest rates so nobody gets in trouble well
3: it, it can it certainly can be because there is certainly the risk of of people being offered money and not being willing to turn it down and getting themselves in trouble. But the flip side of that is that if folks can't get a credit card, it can end up pushing them towards even pricier things like payday loans and that sort of thing. So there, there is certainly negatives and positives to both.
0: I mean, you know, on the one hand, I feel like saying, these people are just, these banks are just using this as an advantage to rip people off. Like, like Miranda, you're always talking about how <laughs> they raise prices under the guise of inflation, you know, all these companies, and I think you're absolutely right. But it, is this kind of the banks doing that too? Or the counter argument, if some bank was able to do it better, I mean, if it was able to offer you 17%, they would. So in other words, the, the 20% is legitimate. They actually have to have that rate that high in order to compensate them for their losses. W- which of those things is true?
3: Well, they, they could certainly get by without charging twenty five thirty percent to cover their losses. Um, so they they certainly could go lower. There's no question about that. But they have seen kind of what the market would bear, and generally um, have have priced that way. And and we haven't said demand has still been pretty strong. So it hasn't necessarily clamped down on people applying for credit cards and and scared people off necessarily. Um, So so there's no reason to think that those rates don't have a little bit more room to run higher before people start, uh, you know, avoiding them in droves.
0: How, how responsive are these rates, credit card rates, to actual rates? Because, like we know, uh, we're we're talking now at the end of March, but the interest rates were a lot higher two weeks ago than they are now. I mean, I'm talking about looking at T-bills in the ten-year and blah blah blah. But did, did these rates? They don't fluctuate that rapidly, huh?
3: Well, with the thing with credit cards is that they actually move really quickly. Um, once you know, once once the Fed makes a move, generally. If you have a variable rate credit card, which the vast majority of cardholders do, um, you'll see the you'll see the rate on your card move within a uh, within a billing cycle or two, generally. And then with with new card offers, you could see it move, you know, far more quickly. You can see it move within days. Um, so, but. Then on the flip side, once we're past all of this, once we start retreating from all of these rate hikes, you'll see those rates go down as well. So it's uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough pill to swallow now, but it'll work out for cardholders later on when we start pulling back.
0: You know what I'm wondering though? I wonder if it's like the gas stations. You know how when oil goes up a dollar, they immediately raise the price of gas. And then when oil falls they 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 drag their feet a little bit lowering the prices I wonder if that'll be like this I wonder if they'll keep rates at 20 even when the Fed starts cutting rates
3: well they they certainly could um, and and but but I don't know that that's all that likely uh, because of the competitive nature of the credit card space you may see as as rates decline you may see banks kind of throw in some other, switches to bring in some revenue, like raising fees and that sort of stuff. But generally speaking, when when the Fed makes a move one way or the other, banks tend to react more quickly than maybe you might expect. Okay.
0: Well, let, before we continue, let's do a quick show of hands. Who here has uh, credit card debt? Now, this is a safe question because we're not on camera. <laughs> so if right. you raise your hand, no one will know. <laughs>
1: I mean, so, I have one credit card that I did carry a balance from last month, but, but it'll be paid off this month. So, you know, sometimes sometimes I like to sometimes I end up carrying a small balance on a card or two just because of the timing of where my cash flow is or what I'm buying for my business or if I'm making travel plans. Uh, sometimes I carry my balance one or two months, but it usually doesn't get beyond that. And then we move on.
0: Yeah, huh. it, it, what if, what, you're not carrying any debt, are you, Aaron? Uh,
2: no. We we use credit cards solely for the purpose of uh, uh, points and stuff like that. but yeah. we have to pay them off. Yeah, and
0: and I know better than to ask Matt this question because even if he is carrying credit card debt, he's going to lie and say no. So, Matt, do you carry credit card
3: debt? No, <laughs> I I don't. <laughs> but I when I was in my twenties, I had about ten thousand dollars in credit card debt that basically dominated my life for for many many years and um, it was just because of bad decisions and that sort of thing and uh, I managed to to take care of that of at the same time (laughs) that I also had a uh, a a car payment on a new car because my parents were like oh you can afford that and I was like okay sure so I had all of that in my 20s and have uh, pretty much made it my life school to not have that ever again. <laughs>
0: yeah. One of one of millions of stories of graduating from the school of hard knocks. I mean I I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that did the same thing in their 20s and now swear off, swear off of it. I mean basically everybody, right? <laughs>
3: yeah and and it really is kind of one of those things that you just can't know what it's like until you've been through it and you know you have all these conversations about the need for financial literacy for for people who are struggling and all of this sort of stuff and the and the idea that so many people are are in bad financial straits and all they need really is is more financial knowledge and it's like some of it some of yes that's that's true but some of it some of the times people just need to make the mistake and and learn from it and there's there's really no better way as difficult as it can be
0: yeah well you know we we've talked a lot about what the problem is. And of course, the problem is that the banks are bastards. That's the problem. I mean, that's the
1: problem. <laughs> 100%. 100%. But,
0: yeah. But, but now we need to go away from the boogeyman and talk about what we can do to defend ourselves from higher rates. L- actually, let me do this. Let me take a super quick break. And when we come back, We because you think there's nothing you could do. You're wrong. There are things you can do if you're, if you're caught by higher rates. And we're going to talk about what they are right after this. Let me tell you about our sponsor. It's tell us. The first savings app designed for home buyers by real estate experts. With TELUS, your savings earn more in one day than up to three weeks in a traditional bank savings account. What's more, there's no stock or crypto exposure, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Visit MoneyTalksNews.com forward slash TELUS to sign up. That's T E L L U S. We'll also have links in our show notes. Use the code MONEY TALK and get a 5.5% APY for seven days with a $125 minimum deposit. Okay, so we are back. I promised these people that I'd be able to pay off all their debts for them, Matt. Um, can you help me? What, what should people do for real, though? If interest rates are rising, they're holding your credit card, they can't pay the whole thing off, what should they do?
3: Well, if the, 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 one of the things that people don't necessarily recognize if they're really struggling is that you really can call your credit card issuer and tell them what you're going through. Um, I mean, millions of people did that in 2020 and 2021, the height of the pandemic, um, just saying, hey, I'm in this situation, I need help. But the truth is that that card issuers have programs, um, whether it's in the middle of a pandemic or it's the best of times, to help people who are going through a short-term financial issue. Um, And if that's you it can be worth your time to pick up the phone and call and just tell them your story. And and there's a pretty good chance that, at a minimum, they're going to listen to you, and there may be some stuff that, uh, that they can do for you, whether that's temporarily lowering your interest rate, um, waiving, a, waiving a monthly payment for you for a month or two, stuff like that um, that that a lot of people may not understand is a possibility but that you have to pursue and it can be it, it can be hard for people to make themselves vulnerable that way but the truth is that it's it's a really important thing especially if you are in a situation where you're worried about just not knowing what to do and not knowing where to go for help
2: now is that is that because these companies pretty much are like in the game of, of making money off interest obviously but then then the the people that you call they pretty much have this scripted thing that they, a list they can go through to help people out and go yeah yeah we can we can lower that we can do this and we can do that and so they, just, they pretty much have a list of things to help people out
3: yeah that, that's certainly part of it and and the bigger picture of it all is that just like with any any business there's a lifetime value to keeping you around. And if the banks can waive an $89 fee or can allow you to miss a payment every once in a while, in um, and, and that little temporary hit will keep you as a customer to whom they can upsell things in the future, it can it can ultimately be worth their time and, we know and it's really not that much different from going to a, you know, going to the Gap and buying a pair of pants and the person up at the, the front asking if you want a belt and socks to go with it, really. It's all about upsell. And once you kind of realize that you have that sort of power and that you are valuable to them, it can it can really it can really help make you feel more confident and more. Um, likely to to make a phone call and ask for help because they they want your money too. And if you stick around, they'll get more from you.
0: I, I was very surprised by your qualifications there, Matt, I have to say. To say, like if you're in trouble, call them up. They may help you. I think it's absolutely true, of course. I say call them up right now, whoever you are. I don't care if you've got a billion dollars. If you're paying 20% interest, call them up and tell them it's outrageous. Ask for a lower rate. I did a story... A TV news story, at least twenty-five years ago, because I got the idea from Money Magazine, like the actual magazine from Walgreens. You know, they didn't have the internet, <laughs> and uh, and seventy percent of people got a break when they asked for one, but just calling up, not not pleading poverty, just saying I want a lower rate. Is, is yeah, that, you could do that too, right? You don't have to be in trouble.
3: Oh no, that's that's absolutely true. That's the the. That was the impetus for the for the book that I'm writing that uh, will knock on wood come out next year. Uh, <laughs> we've done surveys at Lending Tree, um showing that about 70% of folks who asked for a lower interest rate on their credit card within the past year got one, um, and the average reduction is about six percentage points, and that's that's a big deal. I mean, six percentage yeah, points. Going from twenty five to nineteen, that's that's real that's money. Huge. And and we have um, we've been doing this this survey for several years, and we even did it back when I was working at at Bankrate as well um, many years ago. And in all sorts of times, those numbers really haven't changed all that much so it's 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 a really it's a really good thing and once again you understand that those success rates mean that it's not just folks with an 800 credit score and a long track record that get their way it's easier to pick up the phone
0: yeah and you know I, I, what I, and i'm i'm not an expert at doing this because i don't I haven't carried debt or a or balance on a credit card in many many years but you know what i do too i'd say I was just looking at my favorite website, Money Talks News, and they have credit cards with no interest. I could transfer my balance there, or or they have a credit card yeah. with fifteen percent interest. You're charging me twenty, uh, and yeah, you know, it's it's always best not to make a bluff that you're not prepared to follow through with. But I would have no problem, you know, get real numbers, you know, and call them up and say I can get a better deal because you're a very valuable customer to them if you're paying twenty percent interest. They don't want to lose you.
3: Yeah, and 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 that really is the key. So many people get nervous about negotiations especially with banks and stuff, because they just don't know what to do. But if you come at it with with ammunition in the form of something that you've seen, an offer that you've seen at Lending tree or at an issuer website or that you've gotten in your mail, and you say, hey, I've been offered a card with an 18% interest rate, can you match it? Can you beat it? They're going to at <laughs> least listen to you. Yeah. At a minimum. You know what's always driven me crazy,
0: Matt? People have always, all the time people go, Oh my God! You guys, you won't believe what happened. I got the loan, like they won a prize. You know, you're 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 in charge of this. You gave you're doing these people a favor. They're not doing you a favor by giving you credit. You're doing them a favor by paying them interest. So don't ever act like you're in the you know the the last position that someone's helping you. You're helping them, and you have a you're their customer, and you have a right to to ask for a better deal. That's my yeah. Opinion.
2: That's a good way to put it.
3: Yeah, and and just to carry that further, just because somebody is willing to offer you money doesn't mean that you have to take it either, um, and and that's an important thing as well, especially if you're somebody who's struggling with credit card debt or wondering if they should get that buy now pay later loan or things like that. So there, there is definitely um, as 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 troubling as the banks can be, there's also some personal responsibility that goes into it as well and kind of knowing what you can manage and what you can handle and be willing to say no. Yeah,
1: I think, I think another thing to point out here is that um, way way back in 2009, 2010, they passed the Credit Card Act, um, but one of the provisions there is that if they're going to jack up your rate, they have to give you a chance to say no and then finish paying off your balance at the lower rate. So that's another thing oh, to consider. about
0: that, Miranda. That was, yeah, that was good. so I think
1: that's another thing to consider as rates are jacking up. If you don't need the credit card, and, you know, we we do like to talk a lot about how we don't want to close all of our credit cards. It affects our credit utilization. It can affect your credit score. But if you're in a position where you're carrying a balance, you're actively trying to pay down debt, and they're going to jack up that rate, and you don't have the option to do a balance transfer, which is a great idea. A balance transfer is a great idea. Um then you can say, you know, I reject this rate, and then they have to let you finish paying off your balance over time at the original rate. Now it means you're going to have to close that credit card, so you need to be aware of that. But you do have that option if you're really, really concerned about them jacking up that rate.
0: Great thought. Now and okay, we we've, it, so solution number one: ask for a lower rate. Everyone should be doing that. Period. I don't, I don't. I mean, unless it's a you know fixed rate loan, you can't. But on a credit card, ask for a lower rate. What, what else can we do? What's another thing we can do?
3: Well, if like, like Miranda was saying, um, it's not just necessarily about asking for a lower rate. Sometimes it's about getting a, another card or even a personal loan with a lower rate and kind of taking control of it that way because as counterintuitive as it may seem to get another credit card to fight credit card debt, a balance transfer credit card with a 0% rate is about the best tool that you can have, outside of a uh, outside of a rich mom or dad uh, in in knocking down credit card debt because it can give you up to twenty one months, with without accruing any interest on uh, on that balance and that's that's a really 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 big deal. Now t-
0: two questions: There's generally a fee when you transfer to a zero interest rate card, yes, right? Yes. Yeah, and how much is that fee typically?
3: It's it's generally about three percent. Um, we've we've seen signs uh, toward the end of the year last time I looked that it was it, 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 taking up a little bit to where a few more were saying four percent or five percent, but generally it's about three percent. But even is this with being charged
0: that, by the company you're leaving, or the company, or the credit the zero interest rate credit card you're going to?
3: I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that.
0: With this fee, are you paying it to the card you're leaving, or are you paying it to the new card, the 0% card you're transferring your balance to?
3: You're paying it uh, to the new card. Oh, okay. And so, um, so yeah, And but the thing is that even with that 3% hit, if you're going from 25% to 0 for a year and a half, going from 25 to 3 is still a pretty darn good deal. So, yeah. Um, so that's that's certainly a significant thing. And you, you need to have pretty good credit nowadays to get one of those cards. But it, And if you don't, then you could look at something like a low interest personal loan, where you're not going to get a 0% rate, but you could still, assuming you have decent credit, you can still find rates that would be substantially lower than what you might have on that credit card of yours so so you do certainly still have options
0: yeah and you could also there, there's also um mortgages uh you know what's call it called the line of credit against your house yep
1: yeah uh, but you do know, be careful about it, that though because the the thing yes. about the credit card is that it's unsecured so there's no collateral uh they can sue you and try and get you to pay but they can't take things from you. If you secure your credit card debt with a home equity line of credit, yes, you can get that lower interest rate. Yes, you can probably get more, but if you run into a problem, they can take your house.
0: Yeah, I used to be on the board of Consumer Credit Counseling Service in Atlanta, and uh, they had an expression called uh, buy a blouse, lose a house. because if you, and, and this underlies another important point, which is if you're getting additional credit because you're spending more than you make, all you're doing is postponing bankruptcy. If you're in a temporary situation where you need a break, or maybe lowering your rate from 20% to zero for a few months will help you pay off your debt, that's an awesome thing to do. But if you just if you're just taking out more and more credit because you're spending more than you're making, then this is you're going to end up in the same place. It's just going to take a little longer. So be careful.
3: Yeah, and and again, you can almost always find somebody if you have halfway decent credit. You can almost always find somebody who's willing to give you money, and dig yourself deeper into that hole. And and the whole thing with the home equity line of credit is 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 definitely a point well taken. And I, I my wife and I went to a presentation about financial aid for college students and that sort of thing for for my son. And one of the things that uh, one of the things that was talked about was a home equity line of credit for, um, for you know, financing uh, college uh, college costs. And I, I certainly don't pretend to be an expert on student loans, but like like Miranda said, anytime anytime you're putting your house as collateral on anything, it makes me nervous. Yeah,
0: with good that's a good point. Now another thing we want to do, I assume, is. This should be... Well, as you said at the outset, Matt, um, what you really want to do a year ago is start paying this debt off uh, so you're not in this situation of paying 20% interest. So obviously, even though we can't go back in time, we can try to get our debt paid off faster, right? Because now it's getting more and more painful for us to have it. It's it's opportunity yeah. cost is huge. When we're paying interest to the bank, that's money we don't have for ourselves, the money we could be investing or at least enjoying and I know Miranda yeah. usually has a really good idea on how to find extra money to pay down debt. Yeah. If past is prologue, Miranda, do you have an idea for that?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> uh, no. Um, well, I mean, we've we've talked about this in some different uh, podcast episodes, but yeah, I mean, finding that money to pay down debt, there are a couple of things. Uh, first of all, you know, you can look through and see what are we spending money on that we don't really value? Where's that waste going? Um, some experts... Uh, estimate that you spend between 10% and 15% of your household income on like waste, whatever that means to you, right? Like, this is what I spend my money on is different from what matter might matter to you. But figuring that out, but then the other side, because there's only so much you can cut is is that income piece we've got, you know, check out uh, money talks news, we've got stuff on side hustles, we've got stuff on how to ask for a promotion and a raise. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there's there's kind of that balance when you decide you're really ready to pay down that debt and get out of that debt, um, then it really does require you taking a step back, sitting down and saying, is this really a priority and how do I commit my resources to this priority?
3: Yeah, no, that that all makes sense. And one one thing that I would add is that if you if you're somebody who does have a budget and you haven't looked at it all that recently, like maybe six months or something like that, um, you really need to to review it pretty regularly because chances are all of those assumptions that you've made about your spending six months ago have been completely blown out of the water by inflation. So that budget may not be giving you the most accurate picture of what you actually have, uh, and, and what you're spending. So it's, it's really important to, to keep a close eye on that with as, with as quickly as prices have been rising for practically everything. Well, that's a depressing thought, Matt.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Yes>. <laughs> I, I <laughs> have <laughs> a, <laughs> a question. Be we, we've been talking a lot about credit card <laughs> uh, debt, um, but another pain point that people are going through right now, besides home loans, uh, are car loans. Um, it's up 2.2% for used and new uh, car loans from 2021, uh, and still, we're still in a shortage of used cars and a shortage of new cars.
0: What are interest um, rates on any? car loans, Aaron? Do you know? New or used?
2: Uh, it's like uh, used cars, like 7%, and uh, new, it's like 64
0: Yes, a lot higher than it was.
2: And yeah, it was, uh, back in 2021, it was like 48 and, and 42
1: Yeah, and my car has a 2.49%. This is... This, Right. I, I, so people, what your was. So we
2: have a low inventory, <laughs> and people need cars because cars are wearing out, and and yet they're finding themselves, you know, paying a lot more for these vehicles. And I'm wondering, like, can we use any of these things, any of these tactics with credit cards, you know, to figure out what you can do with a car loan besides, you know, making more money and trying to, you know, cut your budget? And yeah, stuff just like paying
0: that. it off faster. I mean, you could. I mean, you know, back in the day, we would advocate refinancing your car loan, but obviously, you're not doing that now uh, because interest rates are so high. But maybe when the opportunity arises, you might be able to do that, too. I mean, or, you know, do what I do. Never had a car loan in my life because I've never had a new car. Um, so I have no car loan. So my interest rate is less than yours, Miranda. It's nothing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and just shopping around um, for for rates at a site like LendingTree or your local credit union or, or wherever can make a big difference, too. Uh, because chances are the rate that you find somewhere else is going to be a lot better than what the guy at the dealership is going to offer you. And at a minimum, you can use that other financing as a negotiating tool, and that can potentially work for you as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, you can save literally thousands of dollars <laughs> uh, with with how expensive cars are by by rate shopping in something as... as relatively simple is that
0: that's an excellent idea and you know uh, i don't know if this is still true but i did tv news for 30 years and i did the story a million times and it was credit unions credit unions credit unions credit unions they pay more on savings they charge less for loans yeah. and especially of car loans and never that,
2: never never go with the uh, loan from the dealer
0: yeah and always ha- have that ha- have that uh, financing in your pocket before you shop for anything a car or a house or anything else uh, because like I always said, if you're going going to the car dealership without financing in, in your pocket, it's like going to the mall without your wallet. There's no point in even going. You, you need to have, you need to know what you can borrow and how at what terms.
3: Yeah, and and credit unions did carry that credit union st- uh, point a little bit further. It's it's the same way with with credit cards. I mean, there aren't rate caps for credit cards generally in this country, except for federal credit unions cannot charge more than 18% on, uh, uh, on, um, for a credit card interest rate. And, and obviously that's when when you're talking about the current average on a new card offer being about 24 and the lowest you're going to find being 18 to 20%, the fact that credit union card, federal credit union cards are capped at 18% is is a big deal. I mean, they're not going to give you the rewards. They're not going to give you as long of a duration of a 0% period with your balance transfer. But if you're just talking about a card that will keep your rates low over the course of several years, it's hard to go wrong with a credit union card.
0: Yeah, you know, isn't it amazing, you guys? That I, and again, you know, this is a story I've done five thousand times, but it, it's amazing that you're just you just said, Matt, you can't pay more than eighteen percent at a credit union. I mean, federally chartered, I guess, um, and yet people are signing up every day, all the time, for twenty one percent, twenty two percent. You you can always get higher savings rates at a credit union. You can always get better loan rates on for car loans. Uh, you you're obviously from what you just said, you can get better rates on credit cards.
3: Why the hell are people walking around paying 25%? You know, it's because of advertising, right? It's certainly part of it. And and it's also I mean, the the, the power of rewards um in the credit card space is not to be underestimated. Um even even for folks who are struggling with card debt and should be focusing on on balance transfers and that sort of thing. Rewards rewards are a really big deal, and um, and and what you get with the big banks is something that credit unions can't match. And um, but then also on the balance transfer credit card side, the the rate the length of the offers from the mega banks um, are going to be longer than what a credit union could give you so there's there's definitely there's definitely things that the mega banks the mega credit card issuers can do that credit unions and smaller banks can't it's really just a matter of figuring out what's the most important to you and what you're trying to accomplish awesome i'm afraid you
0: i didn't realize that we'd already gone through our time and then some I, i Uh, this time would buy so fast. But you gave us some really good advice. I mean, some serious things that people can do and they should do, and they should do it now. They should call up their bank and say, I'm not paying 20% interest. You need to lower that. Or I'm going to leave you. Uh, they should they should start, they should shop around. They might look for a zero, uh, 0% interest rate deal. Um, they might do any number of other things. But if you, if you forgot any of that stuff, look at our show notes because it's going to be in there. Anyway, right now we are out of time. We are never, however, out of topic. Dig a little deeper, Like I said, you're going to find links to lots more more info in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, your online home is MoneyTalksNews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Marquit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. And, of course, you want to visit Matt at his website. That's LendingTree.com. But don't forget to check out his book when it comes out next year. What's it called again,
3: Matt? Ask Questions, Save Money, Make More.
0: Awesome. If you've got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, tell us about it. Email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. And if you like what we do, then do something for us. Subscribe to our podcast. Cost you nothing. Takes you two seconds. But it really helps us. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. Matt, really appreciate you having with us today. Thanks so much for your time and your knowledge. Thank you. This was fun. Yes, you are quite welcome. I'm Stacey Johnson. I'm Miranda Marquette. I'm Aaron Freeman. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We're going to see you right
3: here next time.